the big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. edition of the Dose Leprechauns podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hendricks. Uh, Dose uh, Leprechaun Nate's actually handling recording duties today because we're having some challenges with our Mevo, uh, but we are going to get the interviews in no matter what here. Uh, we're going to start off with Tyler Newsom. so if you guys have questions, we also have a guest in the studio today kind of checking things out, but uh, as I mentioned, Jerry is the uh, producer of the Hesburgh movie that's coming out here real soon. I think it opens nationwide tomorrow. We'll get that in- information from him. Um, but we will get this show going here in just a second. If you have anything that you'd like to ask Tyler, uh, go ahead and drop those in the comments below and we'll do our best to, uh, to get to those. So I'm going to get Tyler Newsom here on the phone. And let us know how the volume is. We're trying. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Tyler, what's up, man? This is Jason Hendricks and Nate with the Dill Supercons podcast. What's going on, guys? Great to hear from you. Yeah, you too, man. It's been a long time coming to get you on the show. We're super excited to have you. Oh, same to you, man. So I, I got to start off with the, the question that uh, I've been wanting to ask about since I heard about your, uh, your, uh, your bench press rep, man. What kind, of, what kind of protein they got you on to get 20 reps on the 225? Uh, honestly, man, I've just been, been working out every day. I came back home to Carrollton and uh, Carrollton, Georgia, City of Dreams, and that's home for me. And I came just been working out at the gym and running stadium, doing tire flips, all the old stuff I used to used to do really to be honest I really hadn't changed my diet much but I was just kind of working out every day and because you know now with no school all I do is work out punch stretch and um so I guess uh and now that's warmer and efficient but when when I was doing all that I was just really working out and really focused on it and to be honest with you I'd only done the 225 test before that test probably three or four times and I had hit 24 was the best I had hit but you know the then, uh, you know, we had some guys asking about doing reps for rare disease research uh, through Notre Dame. I said, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll do it, because I was on the fence about doing the rep test anyways, and um, I'm certainly glad I did it. Got some money donated to that great cause, and now, um, now I'm just kind of taking it day by day, still working out and punting, and just uh, hoping, hoping to get a call at some point this weekend after the draft or free agency. Is that typically how it works uh, with punters and kickers and everything like that, that 
you guys will get a call. Has there ever, I don't know, I don't really follow that, but as far as punters go, has, have there been many punters actually drafted in the actual draft? I think there have been, uh, you know, there have been some, I, I think, uh, but, you know, for me, I'm just kind of taking it day by day, just really just hoping and waiting for an opportunity to go in and compete. Awesome. Have you, uh, have you had any contact with any of the teams? Uh, a little bit, but, uh, but you know, you know, a lot of guys have, so just kind of, like I said, just been taking that day by day and seeing what happens with all of that, just hoping, uh, you know, hoping that something will pan out. Sure, for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your career at Notre Dame. What, what made you choose Notre Dame? I know you're a Georgia guy, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of Georgia teams after you. What made you choose Notre Dame? Uh, to be very honest with you, man, it felt right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys know the story that, that, you know, I spent my last bit of money coming up to Notre Dame and uh, left Notre Dame with zero dollars in my pocket in the scholarship. And I think, uh, you know, I went to lifeguard the next day and started working again. Um, but I, I think that, you know, going up there and it, everything just felt right. And it, it felt like it was home. And it's crazy just thinking back on 18-year-old me making a decision that would really pretty much affect the rest of my life. And I'm so happy that I did make that decision. And I know that there was nothing, you know, if I could go back, there's nothing I would change about my four and a half years. And, you know, obviously, even at the season, if, if someone asked me this year, you know, they said, you know, Tyler, you could go back and, relive the season the exact same way it panned out I'd say oh hell yeah I'd go do it in a heartbeat you know just because it was so it's so special just to be a part of that program and be around the guys who were just as hungry as I was and wanted to succeed at that level um it was you know truly probably the most fun I had had uh in a football season in my life other than my senior year of high school those two are probably the same for me right now honestly yeah, it was it was truly a magical season. I'm actually wearing the undefeated perfect season shirt right now, man. Continuing, oh, yeah, continuing to represent because there's nothing that can take that. Nobody can take away that that amazing 12 and 0 run that you guys had. And you know, sometimes uh, you know you, you lose to the eventual national champion. Nothing to be ashamed of at all, man. Right. Yes, sir. And, and knowing the guys like I do know them, that I know that did nothing but motivate them, and uh, they're going to come back, in my opinion, with a vengeance this year, and they're going to be ready. I mean, we played, and now, I guess looking back on the last two years, really 17 and 18, I mean, there have to have been four or five top 10 games we played in, if I think about it. I mean, you think, you know, you played Georgia in 17, top 10. You played Miami. We played, I mean, even this season, Michigan uh, going and playing them, and then Virginia Tech was ranked really high when we played them. And USC, obviously, not ranked very high, but still always – hard to beat them in Stanford this year we you know we beat them and they were ranked top 10 or something like that and so in my mind Notre Dame is back to where they need to be we're playing in big games and I'm, I'm just excited now just to watch and um really just watch these guys develop and some of the young guys step into the spotlight and excel so you you obviously were the punter for a long time team captain the whole nine who who's going to be that guy that kind of fills in for you I, I'm really not aware I know that Jonathan Doerr's on the on the roster, who's taking over punting duties this next year? Do you know? Uh, I believe um, if things are just how they had at the spring game, which I think they will be, I believe Doran will be doing the kicking and then Jay Bradley will be doing the punting. And I think he's going to do extremely well at Notre Dame. He's a great athlete. He's got a tremendous leg. And, you know, he, he really separated himself and with going up there early, honestly. And to me, that's really impressive that, you know, he made a decision to leave high school early and, and go up there to Notre Dame, and he's already got one semester of Bayless under his belt. So yeah. if anything, he's definitely 
not only physically stronger, he's also mentally stronger for doing that and, you know, going through a winter in South Bend already. So, um, uh, he definitely, I, I'm so excited to watch him. I think he's going to do great things in Notre Dame. And, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I told him when I was up there training, man, if you ever need anything, trust me, I've, I've been in your shoes and I hope you never had a bad game, but if you do, just know I'm here for you. And those things happen. You're playing in, in my opinion, uh, I think playing football in the Midwest, being a specialist, is probably one of the harder things to do. The Midwest and Northeast, just because, I mean, you could play in game five and it's snow and sleet. Uh, it was like Stanford 2014, it was game five, I think, and it was snowing and sleeting. And, um, and you know, you'll have it, it'll be in Georgia and Auburn, Florida, all those places down south that it'll be, you know, 75 and sunny. Yeah. Um, so being a specialist up in the Midwest will be, you know, it's a challenge everybody that does it but you know I think it does nothing but uh developmental toughness so you mentioned coach Bayless and you know I know you were through you went through a couple different strength and conditioning coaches what makes coach Bayless's program and his uh philosophies and things like that so instrumental in the you know you, you don't see a lot of the same injuries that you were seeing a few years back things like that what, what makes that such an impactful program uh, I just think when you have a coaching staff uh with our strength cats training staff in general that just cares the way they do and they really want to see you develop not only as a player but into a man uh you know that's just something special and guys buy in on that because they're doing it they want to you know it's not just developing physical toughness but i've mentioned this a few times already it's that mental toughness aspect that that he develops so well by pushing the body um and the body can't be pushed into ways that we you know we never thought we were able to do and there have been workouts where I left saying, wow, you know, we just did something really incredible. And, you know, it's like we, we all had, we all did it, you know, all hundred of us were all capable of doing it. And I think that's been one reason as well. One of the main reasons why Notre Dame has been so successful in the last two years, just because you have a guy that's pouring his heart and soul. And yeah, that whole strength staff that is pouring everything they have and, you know, getting up at, or 4.30 in the morning to go set up the lifts for 6 a.m. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, that's a lot of stuff that people don't see. But, you know, that strength staff is, in my mind, the best in the country. So a couple of our uh, viewers here. Uh, Matthew Rose said, please tell Tyler hello for me. He hasn't seen you in a while. Talk to you in a few months. Matthew Rose. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, tell Matt I said hello. I really appreciate that. All right. And Jason Lynch, who's a Fantasy Camp alum, said, you have the absolute, I, absolutely iconic classic car that could not fit anyone better. So what, what kind of car you got, man? <laughs> uh, I got a 78 Camaro. It's back Ooh. home in the garage at my old man's place right now. But uh, I've been driving all over the country training and stuff, so I've been driving an 04 Camry. But Camaro, <laughs> I, I still have it, though, so that's good. And it was up and running uh, a couple months ago when I was back home in Georgia. And, um, Oh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. I could totally see you driving a Camaro. What color is it? Uh, it's all black, all okay. black Camaros. No radio or nothing, like no AC, but it runs. and gets me from point A to point B. And, um, me, me and my dad got that car for 1600 uh, in high school. And uh, I remember working on that thing for over a year uh, and then finally got it running. It was one of the coolest things. Dude, you're, yeah, you're, that, uh, that's a sweet-looking car. And you don't need the air conditioning in South Bend, man. Come on, let's be real. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, had it, I had it up in South Bend for a year, actually. It was, it was really cool having it up there, but I was living on campus, so I didn't really need a car at that point. So uh, Wayne Smith, who's one of the uh, admin here on Dill Separate Cons, he has a very personal connection to some of the things that you've done in terms of uh, 
you know, helping kids fight cancer and, and cancer awareness, things like that. His son is a cancer survivor and the Smith family are just amazing people. So uh, Wayne said, uh, will, you will you continue to donate your hair for kids fighting cancer? Oh, 100%, yeah. Right now it's really short. Um, so, uh, but you know, I, I've always thought about growing it back out and doing that again, as long as my hair is growing. Um, you know, I think looking back at my time at Notre Dame, doing that was probably one of my favorite memories just because uh, that day or anything, but after my hair was all cut off and put into bags, uh, this little girl who had cancer, she, you know, she gave me the hair and pointed to the place to donate it. And I think, you know, that's something that will always stick with me just so someone so young can know so much about life already. And um, it's just, you know, it just shows you that, you know, people are strong and um, anything that I can do, I'm, I'm always down to help. Yeah, and I, I know you probably get a lot of that from your mom and Anne. I had a chance to spend some time with them at the SC game and, and different games throughout the years, and they're just incredible people also. So I can get going, man. So I really, really appreciate the time. Uh, really want to definitely stay in touch with you throughout your NFL journey and, and really want to wish you the best, and we'll be praying yeah. for you, bud. Yes, sir. I got a couple more minutes if you guys need anything else or you got any other questions. Yeah, you know, I, I guess the, the last thing is, is that what's, what are some of your most fond memories at, at Notre Dame? I know a lot of things obviously happened on the field, but do you have anything maybe outside the field or off the, off the field? I know this, but I lived in the dorms for three years. Our next two years, our sophomore and junior year, we lived in what we called a six-man. So there were six guys. I was one of them, and then we had three beds in one room, three beds in another, and we kind of made this common friend to this day. Um, and the guys in Keenan Hall, just because of all the guys I met in there and just the, all the memories I have in that dorm. You know, uh, Hall, I don't know if you are familiar with Bill Hackett, who was on the 1988 team as a kicker. Uh, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, he had some pretty funny stories to tell us at the 88 reunion game this past year about uh, O'Sullivan and some guys like that. So if he's listening, man, you're going to have to get in contact with Bill Hacken. He'll, t he'll share some stories with you from the dorms. Oh, heck yeah. That. We can spot some stories. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Man. Well, yeah, let's stay in touch for sure. I want to keep you people, people updated on your journey. If, if, uh, if you get signed, and well, when you get signed, let us know, and, and we'll put that out on our page and let people know what you're up to, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Yeah. Good, God bless, Tyler. Take care, man. Yes, sir. Best of luck to you guys. See All right. Go Irish. All right, so that was our interview with Tyler. We're going to take a quick break, uh, try to get our, our technical difficulties sorted out. Thank you guys for bearing with us on that. Hopefully the sound was decent. Um, but we were going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in about six minutes with our interview with Jerry Barca, who's the uh, producer of the new movie Hesburgh and also was uh, a writer, I believe, and director and producer of the uh, 30 for 30 Catholics versus Convicts. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. All right, welcome back. Thanks for uh, holding the camera. We have a new producer in the house. It's Alyssa. So again, we're having all kinds of technical difficulties today. We really apologize, but um, we're back here. I've got Leprechaun Nate with us this time. You want to say hi, Nate? What's up? Great. Um, so next up, really excited, we're going to call Jerry Barco, who's the producer of the new film that you probably have heard of. Uh, maybe don't know too much about, though. It's called Hesburgh, and of course, it's uh, chronicling the life and times of uh, Father Ted, Ted Hesburgh. So uh, really excited to get, fa uh, <laughs> Father Ted, to get Jerry Barco on here. Uh, let's give him a call. And again, we'll be taking questions here once we're uh, kind of getting through the interview and letting him say his piece. Again, let us know how the sound is, guys. Hello. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? This is the Dill Supercons, Jason and Nate. Hey, how are you guys? We're doing great, man. Thanks again for taking this time. Uh, want, I got to give a big shout out to the Notre Dame Club of San Diego for arranging this. But uh, man, uh, tell everybody a little bit about what you have going on with the new movie, Hesperd. What I have going on, yes. First, big shout out to San Diego. Yes. That's tremendous. 
They're the best. They're one of the best out there. Agreed. So, uh, I'm a writer and a producer on the documentary film Hesburgh. And let me tell you, there's about a thousand documentaries that get made each year. Very few end up in movie theaters. And um, this Friday, Hesburgh will premiere in Chicago uh, at the Music Box Theater and in South Bend, Indiana. Um, and I will tell you something just real quick about that. In South Bend, they actually added two screenings on Friday. There's five, I'm sorry, there's seven showings of Hesburgh on Friday. Starts at 10.15 in the morning, and the latest showing is 10.40 at night. And they pulled two screenings away from Avengers because of the demand in South Bend oh, wow. to see this film. So there's another superhero coming to the <laughs> to theaters on Friday. I like that. Right? And, and his name is Ted Hesburgh. Yes. So, so that happens this Friday, and then on May 3rd, Hesburgh will be in 30-plus markets, uh, including San Diego, uh, which has a sold-out screening already on Saturday afternoon, May 4th. So, you know, it's a very, very exciting time um, for this film. We always aimed to, you know, the film was made, um, I'm a 99 grad, Pat Creed, I'm a producer. Um, Pat Creed, the director, is a 89 grad. We both worked on Catholics versus convicts in the same roles uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 film and we did Hesburgh and um, independent of the university and we're just excited about the opportunity that Father Ted's story has to be out there to this wide general audience so can you give us a little background on I mean obviously Father Hesburgh was an, an influential figure not just in Notre Dame but across the country uh, during his time at Notre Dame what made you what really kind of sparked you to, to go ahead and, and make this film while we were working on Catholics vs. Convicts, um, had, you know, and if you've seen Catholics vs. Convicts, it's a return, uh, you know, to the late 80s, and that's when Pat Creedon was on campus at Notre Dame, and for him, the story was returning to his Notre Dame roots, and while we were doing that, someone had suggested, hey, your next film should be about Father Hesburgh, which is like filmmakers, storytellers always hear that from people, you know? Uh, my uncle is still trying to get me to do a story about the litter on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> and he'll tell me that every Christmas. And I, I mean, it's completely uninteresting. You know, so you hear these ideas all the time from people. And, you know, this idea stuck with Pat and it kept kind of bouncing around his head as we were making Catholics vs. Convicts. And I remember we were walking up from the grotto and we were in front of the dome and he said, hey, what do you think of a film about Father Hesburgh? And immediately I thought, wow, I mean, he's in the history of the United States. What's it? Him, Thomas Jefferson and Woodrow Wilson are probably the most impactful educators in the history of the country. So I knew it was a very steep mountain to climb, but I was game for it. And that is where it started for me in the process um, as a writer and putting the story together. So um, that was the birth of it. And two and a half years later, here we are, you know, on the cusp of being in, in 30 plus markets across the country. So give us a little insight. I don't want you to spoil too much. Um, what are some things that are, uh, that are really going to get people to want to come out and see the movie that maybe they don't know about Father Ted, that some of the hidden stories that might be a part of that movie? Well, I think there's the Father Ted we all know, right? 16 presidential commissions, 150 honorary degrees. But there's this whole side of him that there's a depth to, to who you get to know him as 
favorite journals of past presidents. I mean, some of that stuff is just incredible. But I also think, you know, among all these big, big stories, you know, you get an interview from his driver, Marty, um, his caretaker, who took care of him in his final days of Mimi. You get a very human side of Hesper. And that was important to us, to the depth of his humanity. Um, was important for us to, to have that come across in the film. So it, it runs the gamut from these big major issues that he was a part of. He, he was in the eye of the storm on the greatest issues of the day to who he was as a regular person. So it, does it lead all the way up to his, his death and the I'm services? i about that background noise oh, here. I not, apologize. No problem. Was, did, does, it, does the movie get into his actual final, you know, his final death and then the, you know, the... I don't want to say the pomp and circumstance, but the celebration that occurred after he passed? Um, I would say the thing that gets me every time in the film, and I've screened this film a lot, and I stand in the back, and I look in the back as we move toward the end of the film, and you see people, they, they squirm in their seats a little bit because you're emotionally connected to who he is at sure. this point. And, and somewhere looking at your own life you know that's that's all the connection we've seen from people and they squirm a little bit because you're feeling these emotions that you don't normally feel in public and then eventually they'll see people wipe their cheeks as they're wiping tears away and then you'll hear some sniffles um and that happens over and over again when people see the film and it, you know so we that is the part that always gets me is the intimacy of his death and how we're able to deliver on that in the film. I don't want to tell your listeners exactly what that's about. Um, I want them to be able to experience it on their own, but it is really um, something that for me as someone who even makes the film that we were able to accomplish that uh, is, is impressive. It takes you there to areas that people really didn't know. Uh, One of our viewers wanted to know, uh, is this, uh, movie going to eventually be available on DVD? Sure. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing, though, now, I mean, yes, it will definitely be available on DVD. It'll have, it'll likely have a TV debut somewhere at one point, and then it will have be on a streaming service as well. But the most important thing for the film to support it is actually to get out to theaters. Um, none of, we don't make any money on this. Um, the profit from the film is going to charities. It's actually going to the Hesburgh Hospital um, Andean Health in Ecuador to serve people with affordable health care in Ecuador. That was a a charity the Hesburgh family chose and no money is going back to the university but money will go to the Holy Cross House where Father Ted lived out his final days. So I add that in because what helps the film, what gives a film the prestige, you know, there's about, what, 10,000 things on Netflix, but what gives films prestige when they go on TV and when they go on new streaming services is how well they do at the box office. So it's of, it's of a critical importance that people come out when we open up in their towns on those Fridays and Saturdays. Hey, uh, Jerry, uh, you mentioned South Bend, Chicago, San Diego. Uh, where else is the film going to be premiering this weekend or next weekend? Well, next week, I mean, New York, LA, Austin, Philly, Washington, DC, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Orlando. There's 30 plus markets we'll be in, and people can go to Hesburgh 
and this weekend, um, it will grow organically. Yes. You know, it, so it, 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 it can grow to other um, markets as well. You, you said that website was HesburghFilm.com, correct? I said it. I'll say it again, HesburghFilm.com. Awesome. I put it in our show notes here so people can get that. And then we'll also, uh, here in the next couple of days, we're going to do a huge blitz and just really post it every single day because I am, I'm going to be going down on Friday. Unfortunately, I can't make the Saturday premiere, but I'm going down to the Friday uh, San Diego um, showing. I, I literally can't wait to see this. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm really, thank you for doing that. And, you know, tweet or post on social media, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts sure. about it. I, I would really appreciate that. Um, in, in doing this movie, uh, did you have an opportunity to speak to some of his family and some of his friends and things like that? And did you find, did you maybe find out anything surprising that you, you didn't know beforehand? Well, I, yes, we definitely spoke to his family and we spoke to them on camera and off camera and his friends, both on camera and off camera. Um, the thing that I found surprising is this whole period of, you know, trying to figure out what motivates him. What is something, what makes this guy go? How does he, he's the president of this university, he's upping the ante on the level of academics in Notre Dame, while at the same time he's involved in civil rights, he's involved in nuclear non-proliferation, um, he's overseeing elections in Latin America. I mean, how does he do all this? And I was always looking for his motivation. You know, what was, you know, big characters, writers are always looking for characters. What is this point of origin that motivates them daily? And the thing I found with Father Ted, and I asked his brother, and he, he told me this, he said, you know, he never had a sleepless night, which is crazy to me. I mean, he's leading the university in the 60s with all the student unrest. He's carrying a list in his wallet of every president that steps down. Uh, and we, we show that in the film. And here's Father Ted never having a sleepless night. And what I found was he was so strong in his faith and what he was doing was right and being guided by his faith that that enabled him to, to <clears throat> stand there in the midst of all this controversy and deliver leadership. So for me, that was probably the most insightful thing that I came across. I've never come across anything like that with anybody else that I've written about or done films about. So going back to Catholics versus convicts, uh, what was your favorite story that you heard uh, from that game? On Catholics versus convicts? Yes, sir. Um, I think the fun, one of the funniest things is Lou Holtz being in the locker room before the Notre Dame Miami game saying, say Jimmy Johnson's ass for me, which a lot of us in the Notre Dame community know, but the funny part is that meanwhile in the Miami locker room, they're getting they're taking a knee to say the Lord's prayer. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, that that movie was like frolicking fun, you know, football story. But that to me is one that definitely jumps out. I, I really liked uh, on that thirty for thirty that you did. I, I liked obviously about the fo you know the, the eighty eight team and that whole game and all that kind of stuff. But I really liked the way that you guys encompassed. You know, just the, the aura that was going around Notre Dame Stadium around that time and, the, you know, the shirt and all that kind of stuff. That such a cool piece, man. It's really, one of, you know, one of my favorite 30 for 30s for sure for obvious reasons, but uh, really just a well, well done film. Now, I know you also have a book out. You want to talk a little bit about your books that you have out? Uh, well, yeah, Unbeatable. Uh, I wrote about the 1988 National Championship team, and that was sort of, that started the whole 30 for 30 uh, happening. 
Catholics versus convict shirts. And it's funny, at the dinner, someone gave him the, the shirt, the Notre Dame shirt from this year, because it's the 30th anniversary of the shirt right. um, that the university sells, which was, you know, in many ways in response to all the bootleg t-shirts that were being sold sure. on campus at that time. So it's pretty funny. I love that. Yeah, no, it's such a, again, such a great movie. Um, and the book, obviously, we actually have a member of the 88 National Championship team watching with us now, Bill Hackett's on. So uh, he said, oh, all right, the kicker. Number 18, number eight, yeah, he's, Bill and I have, have grown very close and, and very good friends. He's just an awesome guy. I actually got to spend some time with him out during the reunion weekend uh, during Michigan this past weekend, this past year, and uh, hearing some of the stories with him and uh, Marco Sullivan and some of those guys was a lot of fun, so. Uh, yeah, they're a great bunch. Marco's a great, I love him, and Bill, you gotta love him crossing himself before kicking the ball off, right? That's, yes. That, that, that's great. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Jerry, let's talk. Let's go back to the, the Hesburgh film. Um, uh, does the does the film get into the relationship that Father Ted had with athletics and specifically the football team very much at all? It actually doesn't. We don't spend a lot of time in football. We get into it a little bit, you know. And there's a couple things. Pat Creed likes to joke. We had you know Coach Kelly attended a, a private screening in New York City in November um, that was also attended by uh, Mayor former New York mayor, Michael Bloomberg, and, and, you know, there was the joke that, hey, if we knew the football team was going to be 12-0, and 0, we would have put more football in the film. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I interviewed Father Ted uh, when I wrote the book Unbeatable. I interviewed him in 2012, and he was very clear with me. He said, look, I'm not here to take any credit for athletics. That was really Ned, meaning Father Joyce, who really oversaw athletics and the advancement of athletics during that time period. So we don't get into it, and I know Father Ted did a great job on the Night Commission. The thing is, there's so many stories about Father Ted that it's hard to capture in 100 minutes. Um, his life was so vast and so massive. We, we showed the film at Holy Cross House where he did live out his final days. And one of the priests who watched it, you know, he came up and he said, I really, I love the film. Great job, great job. But I want to tell you, it's probably a little too long. Maybe five, seven minutes too long. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> so there's, there's a Q&A going on, and he keeps raising his hand. And he says, well, you know what? You forgot this story. And wait, you know, I've got to tell you, I would have liked to have seen that story. And he had about eight other stories that he wanted included. And that really sums up what it was like to make this. You know, <laughs> would like to, I don't know how you make a film shorter and add those eight other stories. Right. But that sums up our challenge in making it. Sure. And I'm sure just like any other Notre Dame legend, when you talk about Father, T Father Ted, somebody's going to be upset that they didn't make it in or their story didn't make it in. But uh, I'm just really looking forward to this, uh, Jerry. Um, Chris, uh, it looks like Chris Zorich and Tony Rice are going to be making the uh, trip to Chicago to see the screening. So you'll have a couple of the big dogs from the 88 team there, it looks like. Yes, um, yes. Our, our friendship with them has, has certainly helped out. They have a great appreciation for Father Ted. They put some stuff out there on social media about him and it's it's great to have the support it's great whenever you do a project and you have people who you've covered that are willing to still take a look at your other projects and back them up so um yeah it's going to be a special night in chicago certainly saturday night so a couple last questions here jerry then we'll let you go i know you're busy man but um uh, what do you have coming up next anything coming down the pipe that you can discuss at this time i never do that you know because there's always stuff in development and then until it becomes real uh, I, I never really talk about it. Maybe it's like talking to a pitcher. 
never really mention that stuff. I've done it a few times early in my career, and then things didn't come to fruition. So <laughs> I got to kind of take that pathway on it. Well, keep us in the loop on whatever you're doing, and we'll definitely get behind it because your stuff is incredible. I have. I have your book on my iPad. I love it. Uh, and uh, obviously the Catholics versus Convicts. And I'll definitely be out and checking out Father Hesper, or the Hesburgh film uh, next Friday in San Diego. So, uh, yeah, man. Well, hey, thank you very much for the time. Let people know where they can kind of find you at and, and figure out what's going on with you next. Well, I'm at Jay Barca on Twitter. Um, and really the best thing they should do right now is go check out Hesburgh's film and where they can go catch this film. And it, even if it's not in your city, we have a form up there that says bring a group and you can fill that out and we can eventually get to your city. That is great information because I had about 20 people ask that exact question. So uh, I've, I've uh, copied the, I've pinned the uh, website on the comments here. We're, again, we're going to do quite a few posts on this in the next few days. And uh, if there's anything else we can do to help get the word out or get people in theaters, let us know. We're, we're definitely happy to do it. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Dre. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, again, uh, that was uh, Jerry Barca, producer of the Hesburgh film. is coming out next, uh, actually, tomorrow in certain cities. And then next weekend, if you're a SoCal person, next weekend, uh, Jason Pruitt from Bill Leprechaun's Media and I will be making the trip down there, possibly Leprechaun Nate, uh, to go check out the screening in our, our SoCal area here. So I want to give a big shout-out to the San Diego Club, uh, the Notre Dame Club of San Diego. They are the, I'm sorry, they are one of the best, if not the best club uh, in Notre Dame uh, lore uh, in terms of hooking things like this up. Uh, they helped us get in contact with Jerry. Uh, they had a great time at the Navy pep rally, uh, Navy festivities last year, and they just do an incredible job. So thank you to the Notre Dame Club of San Diego. Uh, see if we got any contacts in here. All interviews must end with Go Irish. Yeah, I honestly don't know what I was thinking, Bill. Sorry about that. I'm tear it all down, Bill. Uh, Ken said, Get, great job, Big Nate. You want to say anything to Big Ken? Thank you. Saw Ken's wife out in uh, draft edits coming soon. That's right. Jason Lynch of our Bill Serpicon's media team. We're putting out our edits for all the draft guys. Uh, guys that are getting drafted tomorrow, hopefully we get a couple. I think Jerry Tillery is going pretty early. I think he's going to be a first-rounder. Uh, Julian Love will be up there. Dex, Drew, uh, Tavon Coney. Hopefully Tyler Newsom signs with somebody. We just had him on. Um, but, yeah, a lot of good things going on. Um, sorry once again about the technical difficulties. Uh, this episode, as well as the interview with Tyler Newsom, will be available on our Bill Sepercons page. We'll also be downloading it to iTunes and iHeartRadio in the next couple days. Thanks to your favorite blockhead uh, for helping that, Brian Little. So thank you very much there. Uh, again, look for the edits. Follow our page. Uh, share our interviews. We'd appreciate it. Uh, Jason Lynch says the Bears need you, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's see. Who else we got on here? Todd Colt said, Father Ted is the most influential figure for Notre Dame for the country. I'm surprised he didn't isn't a saint yet. That's right. Again, HesburghFilm.com. We got the, the comments in there. As Jerry mentioned, you can actually go on there and uh, request, uh, it looks like a screening or them to go to your, your area. So I saw Gary Kennedy making a few comments, wanting them to come to Oklahoma. Uh, let's get some people out there, Jerry, or Gary. Let's get that going. I think that'd be great to have it in as many states as possible because as Jerry mentioned, uh, the film, uh, all the proceeds will go to charity, which is, is as uh, Father Ted would want it. Brian Little, actual conversation wife. Come look at the double rainbow outside after the storm. Blockhead. Well, what did he say? That should be good. But Jason Hendricks, Nathan Hendricks. But Jason Hendricks and Nathan Hendricks are on. That's right, baby. Bill Severcons comes first. Dallas is the closest to me. Well, get on out to Dallas, Gary. I know you can do it. And you guys better be out here for the Stanford game. We want to see everybody out here. We're going to have a huge tailgate, huge picture opportunity for the Stanford game. So make sure you're out for that. Uh, and other than that, we're going to sign off here in just a second. Nate, you got any closing thoughts? No, just go Irish. Go Irish. Um, 130 days away from Louisville. 
Uh, we're going to beat them and move on to hopefully another dream season. So with that, we'll say go Irish. Thanks to Alyssa, Leprechaun Alyssa, for holding the camera today with our technical difficulties. And we'll see you guys soon. Don't. Leprechauns be the place uh, The podcast for inspiration and taste With people all around from different sizes and shapes shape. Different cultures and backgrounds in the race We got Jason and Nate Hosts in the house Built to create Be in the lighthouse To keep us at the gate Got the Notre Dame back in education Led the way From the bus about to driving home To rock a man with a plan That was so grand Built the flight out the dome Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions.